Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hey, everyone. Quick announcement at the top of the show. I just revamped our Buy Our Crap store at BobSuska.com. Now you can buy T-shirts, bumper stickers, mugs, drinkware, messenger bags, and all kinds of other items featuring the Bob Seska Show logo, along with a few vintage Bob and Chez era items and our original Flush the Turd on November 3rd T-shirts and more. And coming soon, exclusive T-shirts to celebrate the 20th anniversary of my May 2000 Napster bag cartoons. Don't settle for knockoff items sold by disreputable stores that flagrantly stole my Flush the Turd slogan. Go to bobseska.com, click the Buy Our Crap link under the logo at the top of the page, or just bookmark bobseska.com slash store and go shopping until you're dropping. It's not too late to buy Bob Seska Show items for yourself and everyone on your list. Thank you in advance, and now let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorable. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. You see, if you shoot pool with some employee here, you can come and borrow money. <laughs> what does that get us? A discontented, lazy rabble instead of a thrifty working class. And all because a few starry-eyed dreamers like Peter Bailey stir them up and fill their head with a lot of impossible ideas. Now, I say... Just a minute, just, just a minute. Now, hold on, Mr. Potter. Just a minute. Now, you're right when you say my father was no businessman. I know that. Why he ever started this cheap penny-ante building alone, I'll never know. But... Neither you nor anybody else can say anything against his character because his whole life was... Why, in the 25 years since he and Uncle Billy started this thing, he never once thought of himself. Isn't that right, Uncle Billy? He didn't save enough money to send Harry to school, let alone me. But he did help a few people get out of your slums, Mr. Potter. And what's wrong with that? Well, here, you're all businessmen here. Don't it make them better citizens? Doesn't it make them better customers? You, you said that they... What'd you say just a minute ago? They, they had to wait and save their money before they even thought of a decent home? Wait? Wait for what? Until their children grow up and leave them? Until they're so old and broken down that they... Do you know how long it takes a working man to save $5,000? Just remember this, Mr. Potter, that this rabble you're talking about, they do most of the working and paying and living and dying in this community. Well, is it too much to have them work and pay and live and die in a couple of decent rooms and a bath? Anyway, my father didn't think so. People were human beings to him, but to you, a warped, frustrated old man, they're cattle. Well, in my book, he died a much richer man than you'll ever be. Watch out! Something's coming, something's coming. What? It's Christmas. 
Seska. You know, uh, Chez used to say that that clip from It's a Wonderful Life fully summarized my political worldview. <laughs> I think he was right about that. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, December 10, 2019. This is the Bob Seska Show presented by BubbleGenius.com, the greatest soap ever. Hey, what's up? What's happening? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, day 1055 of the Trump crisis, day 80 of the impeachment of Donald Trump. 328 days until the 2020 presidential election. And hey, look, it's starry-eyed dreamer Buzz Burbank sitting right over Ob- there. I objection. Buzz. Objection. Point of order. Parliamentary inquiry. Unanimous consent request. Move to strike. Hi, Bob. <laughs> Hi. Hi, everybody. How, how are you, Bob? You doing okay? I'm doing great. I'm energized. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I am too. I'm feeling great today. Uh, but uh, hang on. I'm going to need a second. Okay. I got I got I got to hear it's right here. I got, I got to get my notes out of my grocery bag. <laughs> oh, look. Oh, look. Oh, look here. Onion skins. Uh, I, I, I'm exhausted. I'm just, I'm beat. I'm bushed. I, you know, I'm energized on one hand. And on the other hand, just uh, my, actually, my arms are, I spent the entire uh, weekend holding a camera for Rudy's Ukraine documentary. Can't wait, man. I'm going to binge those, watch it. Those Ukrainian cameras are heavy. Yeah, they are. Uh, but I'm not, I'm not letting anything get me down these days. I'm not letting impeachment spoil my uh, holiday spirit. I, I, I picked up a nifty little uh, advent calendar this year. <laughs> Every day, uh, behind each little door, uh, Xanax. Perfect. Give me five. I'll take five right now. Here, 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 here. Try one of mine. <laughs> I, do, I do also have uh, one big... Confession that I have to make today, and I want to make it on your show, mm-hmm. uh, and that is that uh, I also had a personal relationship with Christopher Steele. You too, man. Yeah, you really well, got around. See, uh, first it was Octopussy, then Ivanka, then me. Here's how that <laughs> how that went. You know, I don't I don't want to say politics has made me bitter, Bob, but uh, here it is, almost 2020, and I'm still writing 2016 on my checks. <laughs> Now you got to be careful of that because then could have some issues. Probably do it next year too. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> well, there are uh, so many things to talk about today. It's an avalanche of news. No longer a fire hose of news. We're talking about an avalanche of news. Everything is happening all at once. So Tell let's uh, let's just jump right in with both feet. Huh? Impeachment. If you have any doubt, it's gonna take him out. Yes, indeed. Well, we're letting it. Don't forget this. We're letting it. It's happening. It's happening. They introduced uh, two articles of impeachment today, Buzz. Um, Yes, they did. We have uh, obstruction of Congress and abuse of power. Um, And then contained within those two are all the different, uh, you know, subheadings, the reasons why uh, those impeachment articles are being introduced. And that includes the actual crime, the quid pro quo itself, and that goes into the umbrella heading of abuse of power. Now, there's a lot of question now, right, that people are saying, well, why not not have bribery be an article of impeachment? Why not have an article for each one? Where's the Mueller report? Yeah. Where's the Mueller report? Why isn't that in there? Yeah, well, I... These these are the things, these are the things people are asking, I'm saying. Well, I don't, I wish I knew why that wasn't part of the articles of impeachment. However, I will say this. Two of the more specific impeachment articles against Bill Clinton 
failed to pass the House when that impeachment matter came before Congress. The Democrats. Yeah. So what they're trying to do, obviously, here is they're trying not to repeat those same mistakes. They're trying to have articles of impeachment that will actually pass. Yeah. I I think there's so much more to it than that, even. First of all, you know, within this polarized environment, uh, this is a tough sell. And I'm very excited. I I just I'm bursting with stuff I want to say. And one of the things I want to I want to lay another uh, optimistic uh, groundwork for this week's show, as I yeah. tried to do last week as Good well. Idea. Uh, some new figures for us to, to think about. And uh, remember last week I was stressing the importance of independence mm-hmm. and, and, and undecideds. And with uh, America divided uh, so uh, harshly politically, uh, it's really that, that that group of people in the middle who will decide this. Yeah, right. Because it's, it's that group who will or won't pressure uh, senators to remove this guy from office. And uh, what I'm excited about this week, the new information I've come across is that 25% of Americans are undecided on impeachment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One in four, according to a 538 poll. Now, according to a, a recent Quinnipiac University poll, uh, we, we learned that uh, while 8% of those favoring impeachment are willing to change their minds, 17%, more than twice as many of those against impeachment are willing to change their minds. So there are minds to be changed here. And one of the things I think they wanted to do to address what you're saying there, and I know this was a long way to get to it, but to address <laughs> your point, yeah. uh, they're trying to keep it simple. Mm. And yes, by reducing the number of impeachment counts, the number of articles, they can reduce the chance that any of them fails. They chose two that are very obvious, very things in plain sight. Uh, they did mention the Mueller report, uh, uh, not not by name, but they mentioned uh, Trump's previous obstructions right. uh, and his previous uh, overtures to foreign powers to assist him politically. Uh, so these things were touched upon, and and uh, lawmakers are still allowed now in the day or two that remain to uh, introduce new articles of impeachment that could be added to yes. that. Whether, yeah. whether or not that'll succeed, we don't know. But I, I have to say... I kind of like the idea of keeping it simple since we have minds to change and minds that can be changed. And I think that's what that's about. Yeah, you couldn't be more dead on about all of that. In fact, again, I just want to reiterate something that you just said, which is that filing articles of impeachment right now and passing those articles of impeachment and even going to a trial in the Senate isn't Uh just a one-off thing. They can keep doing this if they choose to do this, if they keep finding things that Trump is doing. Remember what Nancy Pelosi said back in the spring, early summer, sometime around there, right around the time when we were all outraged about what she was doing or what she was not doing more specifically. And she said that Donald Trump is self-impeaching. Donald Trump Uh continues to commit these crimes and just drop them right in our laps. And so that is going to continue happening, especially if, heaven forbid, this guy ends up getting reelected next year. Now, I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to harsh anyone's mellow by saying that, but no, I, it's no, still no, a possibility. And, and Right, so if he is reelected and he keeps committing crimes, he keeps doing these things, there can very easily be a long train load of more impeachment articles filed at some point in the future. In fact, they can add additional impeachment articles in the coming weeks if they choose to. Uh, it just depends on what the, the timeline happens to be. And it seems like it's pretty rapid, isn't it? Well, yes and no. Uh, I mean, it seems about right to me. It seems overdue in starting. Yes. I think the amount of time we spend on it is has been about right. 
Uh, but I, I think it, 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 I wish we'd started it much sooner. <laughs> I mean, I think we did. And, and I was going to say that at the top of the show, too. Did you ever think, let's just stop. Uh, we're, we're brushing by maybe a, an important uh, landmark in history. Yeah. Uh, what happened today? Uh, the articles of impeachment were filed against mm-hmm. uh, the president of the United States. It, it made official in a vote on Thursday, but uh, they've been announced. We know what they, and we know that they're going to pass the Judiciary Committee. We know that they're going to pass the House. Nobody knows what happens after that. And oh, the thing you you want to know what my pet peeve is right now, Bob? <laughs> Let's hear it. My 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 pet peeve is people who know how this is going to turn out. Yeah. Well, this this is going to happen, or this is gonna, yeah. Uh-huh. You you don't know that. That drives me nuts, and it and and oftentimes it's a it's a pessimistic declaration, and that's not helping. That's that is no. not helping not helping the cause. So I'm still I'm still on the I'm still policing for people who who are you know who make that who make that declaration who just you know the, the Senate is going to boom. There's not a chance, and they might be right. They they might very well be right. But they don't know that, and there are still plates in the air and balls in play and factors to consider. Anything can happen from here on out. The chances are, as you said, that uh, the the Senate is not going to vote to convict him, but there's lots of speed bumps that could potentially drop in the way of all of this where the Republicans simply just can't avoid it. Donald Trump is committing, as I was just saying, in fact, he's just continuing to commit more and more crimes and making it more and more obvious that he's guilty. He's committing the crime he's accused of while he's facing charges for that crime. (laughs) That's right. He continues used to obstruct the obstruction is happening right damn now and so does the ukraine bs with rudy and ukraine yep. with the with a documentary my ass it's it's <laughs> you know he's he's there to uh to, to try to find something to support their already mm-hmm. disproven conspiracy theory. That's right. And here's Adam Schiff on the concept of waiting. This is Adam Schiff from this morning, and I thought okay. this is a, a really great point that he made here. The argument, why don't you just wait, amounts to this. Why don't you just let him cheat in one more election? That's, there you go, see? Yeah. <laughs> That's he's ultimately great. what it is. It doesn't take a whole lot of explanation to say, yeah, he's in the process of getting ready to cheat here, or he's in the process of cheating. And the longer that we wait for this, because that's the, the newest argument from Doug Collins and all the rest, we just we got to slow down. Jonathan Turley last week got to oh, slow this down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going too fast. It's going too slow. It's going too fast. It's going too slow. That's well, that's the message we're getting from, <laughs> right. from Trump and the Republicans. So again, noise, tune yeah. it out. No, no pay attention. Pay attention to the fact that Adam Schiff will be the lead prosecutor when the House presents its case to oh, the Senate so in the great. Senate trial. Yeah. yeah, I think we're well represented there. That dude is sharp. And and uh, sharp in his own equal way, I think, is Eric Swalwell, who killed it in four and a half minutes uh, in yesterday's testimony uh, with the questions about what Trump knew. Oh, yeah, yeah, let's have that. Here's Eric Swalwell yesterday yes. uh, questioning hey. Daniel Goldman, and these are just... One word, or two, I should say two-word answers to every single uh-huh. one of these questions. We know what the president did, and we know when he knew it. Mm. Mr. Goldman, who sent Rudy Giuliani to Ukraine to smear Joe Biden? Uh, president Trump. <laughs> who fired the anti-corruption ambassador in Ukraine, Marie Ivanovich? President Trump. Who told Ambassador Sondland and Ambassador Volker to, ru- to work with Rudy Giuliani on Ukraine? President Trump. Who told Vice President Pence to not go to President Zelensky's inauguration? President Trump. Who ordered his own chief of staff 
Mick Mulvaney to withhold critical military assistance for Ukraine? President Trump. Who refused to meet with President Zelensky in the Oval Office? President Trump. Mm -hmm. Who ignored, on July 25, his own National Security Council's anti-corruption talking points? President Trump. Who asked President Zelensky for a favor? President Trump. Who personally asked President Zelensky to investigate his political rival, Joe Biden? President Trump. Mm -hmm. Who stood on the White House lawn and confirmed that he wanted Ukraine to investigate Vice President Biden? President Trump. Who stood on that same lawn and said that China should also investigate Vice President Biden? President Trump. As to anything that we do not know in this investigation, who has blocked us from knowing it? President Trump in the White House. So as it relates to President Trump, is he an incidental player or a central player in this scheme? President Trump is the central player in this scheme. Wow. There's a reason that no one has said, what did the president know and when did he know it? From the evidence that you have presented, Mr. Goldman, and in the Intelligence Committee's findings, we know one thing and one thing is clear. As it related to this scheme, the President of the United States, Donald J. Trump, knew everything. And I yield back. Yeah! Wow. I was sorry. That was great. I was sorry you dropped the bell about halfway through there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because, and I'll tell you why. Why? Uh, te teacher says every time a bell rings, a president gets impeached. <laughs> I yeah, but yeah, there it is, summarized right there in just a couple of minutes. Yeah. And in fact, Adam, uh, Daniel Goldman, I almost called him Adam Goldman. Daniel Goldman had a perfect summary of all of this, and it lasted less than a minute. This is the summary presented by okay. Daniel Goldman yesterday in which he just laid it all out in the briefest, most concise way possible. Nevertheless, the extensive evidence that the committees uncovered during this investigation led to the following critical findings. First, President Trump used the power of his office to pressure and induce the newly elected president of Ukraine to interfere in the 2020 presidential election yeah. for President Trump's personal and political benefit. Second, in order to increase the pressure on Ukraine to announce the politically motivated investigations that President Trump wanted, President Trump withheld a coveted Oval Office meeting and $391 of essential military assistance from Ukraine. Third, President Trump's conduct sought to undermine our free and fair elections and poses an imminent threat to our national security. And fourth, faced with the revelation of his pressure campaign against Ukraine, President Trump directed an unprecedented effort to obstruct Congress's impeachment inquiry into his conduct. There we go. Yeah, that was perfect. Yeah, yeah. but I, yeah. I, I'm really, I'm really impressed and hopeful about the prosecutorial abilities of, of Adam Schiff and California's Eric Swalwell. And yeah. and the thing that uh, again, this all boils down to, and we can't lose sight of this, is the fact that Donald Trump, and in fact, Adam Schiff said it, and we need to keep repeating it and repeating it and repeating it. Donald Trump is trying to cheat in the election again. 
And there are right. two two operative words in that sentence. Cheat again. and again. Yes, <laughs> That's right. what's yeah. happening here. Donald Trump yeah. is using military aid to, so, one, help Russia, and to cheat in the election. How goddamn more obvious can it be? And if you want to make an argument for uh, maybe including some of the Mueller report in another impeachment article, there's a pretty good argument. The fact that you you have, once again, a confluence wow. of cheating and helping Russia all bundled up into a nice, neat ball of turds that Donald Trump is trying to foist upon the United States and make excuses in the process. And we're going to get to the horror of report here in just a second. Jerry Nadler has, has tried to make it clear uh, where, where they're headed on this. And, and uh, uh, you know, again, I, th- I think I think all of this is in very good hands. Did you hear Doug Collins yesterday, Buzz? Doug Collins oh in, in rare form. Uh, here was a, a little brief clip of uh, Doug Collins interrogating uh, Daniel Goldman at one point. This is kind of an amazing thing just because he, he talks so quickly. It's a... Does the speed cancel out the southern accent? In other words, <laughs> a lot of people try to shed their southern accents because they feel uh, they will be more respected and taken more seriously yeah. and be considered more intelligent. Uh, and I know people actually... You know, try to you know take lessons to ditch that accent, right? Uh, to further their careers. So you know, the question is: uh, is speed is that a way of trying to make up for the accent? I'm not sure. Or I'm not sure what the psychology is behind that approach. Well, if you ask Ben Shapiro, the faster you talk, the more smart you sound. It's exactly, like, exactly. To balance out the the accent, yes. Yeah, right, right. right. Uh, here's an actual clip of Doug Collins from a few weeks ago. This is just everything you need to know about that guy. The old rules are the new rules, the new rules are the old rules. These were new rules. These rules were here all along. Because he's so <laughs> smart. See, that's just, I'm just bathed in smartness right now, just listening to that clip. Uh, but at the same time, we were watching the impeachment hearings in the Judiciary Committee yesterday. Uh, Michael Horowitz, the uh, inspector general of the Department of Justice, uh, uh, released his report about the Russia investigation and the origins of it. And obviously the the purpose of that was to weed out any possible deep state conspiracy. At least that's what Donald Trump was hoping it would be. And of course it exonerated the FBI. So the FBI didn't have any political motives in this. There was no deep state conspiracy. The Department of Justice didn't engage in any wrongdoing or any illegal wiretapping of the Trump campaign and all that right. crap. And there was no spying. Yeah. There was no spying. And and it wasn't based on the Steele dossier. Uh, the the uh, IG report made it very clear that it was not the Steele dossier that launched the probe, but what we knew all along, which was what a slightly inebriated George Papadopoulos had told uh, an Australian right. ambassador. And uh, three days later, the FBI started its probe based on that tip. And just as if this couldn't get any weirder, we found out, too, <laughs> that didn't Ivanka Trump, isn't there an Ivanka Trump component to this? Like Ivanka Trump was... Yes, that's was, my my joke in the opening. Yes. It was, was a reference to that, uh, that, that uh, they have a personal role relationship uh, i i also got a tartan from uh, christopher Steele, my family tartan from him uh you know and of course there's all kinds of delightful speculation on uh, twitter as to the nature of their uh, quote personal relationship and quote yeah, right uh, but but uh, it, yeah it's confirmed it's it's ivanka uh, we don't know the nature of that relationship we are left to guess and imagine and <laughs> and uh, he was speculate, uh, uh, but but she. Uh, the only other thing we know is that uh, he once gifted her with a. Uh, that alone is funny. Uh, he once gifted her 
with a uh, with a with a tartan. Oh, they're, they're the Trump family tartan. The tar- well, okay, sure. Wow, that's so strange. It's so bizarre. Well, that was some weird shit. Yes, thank it is. Thank you. It is Hillary. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The big story, obviously, in addition to the findings of the Hor- Horowitz report that came out yesterday, is right. the fact that it was yet another glaring, maybe the most glaring example of the disconnect right now that we have between reality yes. and fantasy. Because right. <clears throat> as we're all looking at this report we're all pouring through it and it is a lot of pages like 400 pages of of government jargon and and single spaced text and so on so it's a lot to dig through so much to dig through that there's absolutely no way that donald trump read a single word of it so of course not at some point right buzz at some point he he was briefed about this report and Uh whatever that person that briefer told him it's nowhere in the report. I, I think this is a matter of Donald Trump not only embracing fantasy, but also just repeating the bullshit that the sycophants around him are delivering to him in lieu of actually reading the report itself. There's no way he looked at a single word of that goddamn report. No. I mean, we no, could, the king. The I mean, king the, gets told the king gets told what the king wants to hear. That's right. That's, that's how that's how that goes. So he gets a little briefing. That's not too many words. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, and 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 uh, you know he goes from there, and and those words are to support what he has believed all along, regardless of the unreality of it. And just a matter of minutes, really, before it was released, or right after it was released where none of us really had a chance to read a single word of it. I mean, the very few of us had, right. I mean, there were some readouts that were flying around like, okay, this is, this is kind of the gist of what the uh, IG reporters say. At the right. same time, Donald Trump sits down for one of his ass kissing meetings in the cabinet room where everyone sits around and talks about how, how great he is and how giant his fingers are and how perfect his very, hair is. Yeah. It's all very Kim Jong-un. Well, this was Donald Trump reacting to a report that barely anyone who could actually read had a chance to absorb yet he's so articulate here please enjoy (laughs) that's right he's really really uh, smart and he doesn't speak quickly but that doesn't matter because he has the biggest brain and so that makes up for it here's trump yesterday in that cabinet meeting um i was just briefed on it and uh, it's a disgrace what's happened uh, with respect to the things that were done to our country it should never again happen to another president it is uh, incredible far worse than i would have ever thought possible and it's, uh, it's an embarrassment to our country it's dishonest it's it's everything that a lot of people thought it would be except far worse so i'm going to get some very detailed briefing but briefings but they uh, they are uh, it's a very sad, it's a very sad day when I see that. Very sad day when a lot of people see that. They had no nothing. It was concocted. And you say what you want. That was a, a probably something that's never happened in the history of our country. Country, he says that. Uh, the history of our country probably. gets cut probably. off there. <laughs> Probably. That and other gems are going into my book. Uh, we don't know what he's saying, and neither does he. <laughs> right. Well, he said right in the middle there, 
that he still has to be briefed on it. So right. it's possible that he was just looking once again at Bill Barr's statement about the issuing of the report. It's possible that someone came in like uh, uh, Stephanie Grisham and said, okay, here's what this is all about. Or Pam Bondi. Yeah, because right She was at, right down the table from him, right. Yeah, in fact, he threw to her to help summarize what was in the report. Because he had no idea what to say. That's right. And he was hoping hoping somebody could save him. And if it would be anybody, it would maybe be Pam Bondi or Kellyanne. As if either of them are capable of delivering an honest view of what was in that goddamn thing. And of course, that's exactly why he wants them to do it. Because they're really, really great at bending the truth and, and gaslighting There's, and dissembling and exactly. all of that. Yeah, the, yeah. the gaslighting. And let's talk about that for a second. There's mm. tremendous reason to be as angry as you and I and others are uh, about uh, the, the the obfuscation, the distraction by William Barr again, yeah. just as he did with the Mueller report, doing it again now, or trying to with the IG report uh, on the FBI, and 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 trying to offer you know a, a counter argument for that. What does this do? It muddies the waters, and and uh, that's not going to help us in the battle for the undecideds and the independents mm -hmm. who will decide this fight and who will decide the next election. And, and we, we, we can't forget them. And, and uh, so far, I think a majority of, of independents, uh, uh, you know, see, see what we see. Uh, and, yeah. and I, so I, I have every reason to be confident that, uh, we will overcome uh, this BS from Barr and others, <laughs> right. but but in the meantime, it's a yeah. I understand it's a an angering and very very concerning factor. Yeah, the concerning aspect of all of this is really one of the things that for me defines the Trump presidency as a crisis, which is that. Donald Trump has, you know, I mean, obviously we argue about the numbers. They vary depending on the day, but anywhere from, I would say, 30 to 40 percent of the American voting population who is tenderized enough to accept every single thing that Donald Trump says. And that in and of itself is an extreme crisis. I mean, I don't know if you can continue to yeah. operate as a small R republic, as a democracy, uh, with that many voters completely snowed and willing to accept whatever is told to them by really the most renowned liar in the history of the United States, if not yeah. the world. I mean, this guy. Well, it, yeah. it's, cer it's certainly too many voters, but it's it's a minority, and uh, I, you know, it's it's obviously this is a problem. That, that has to be dealt with, mm -hmm. and I think there are are ways uh, to deal with it. But in the meantime, it really it, those folks. I don't think the numbers have changed on that side that much. Yeah, uh, I, I I don't think they were ever as big as we were led to believe, and current numbers indicate that they're not. I point to the numbers last week that uh, twenty nine percent of the populace is a registered re Republican. Yeah, uh, less than a third, fewer than one in three. Uh, and, and you know we can't. As, as angering and concerning it, as it is that that many people believe what they believe, uh, we must never forget the the other two-thirds who don't believe that. Well, I still want to get to Stephanie Grisham. She was on, uh, I think, Tucker Carlson last night and, again, perfectly illustrated this disconnect between fantasy and reality, which to me is the new paradigm of the debate in this country. The political debate, yes. the political conflict in this country is really no longer, it shouldn't really be any longer about right versus left. We're talking now about a broader... Uh, uh, this is a battle for the truth. Exactly. 
perfectly put. Yeah, that's exactly what's going on here. Uh, I also got into it a little bit with uh, Steve Schmidt and Joe Scarborough. And of course you did. There's a happy ending, though, to it. Ah, <laughs> uh, good. Things are, so. Just in time for the holidays. Yeah, yeah. So that may come up on the post-mortem show. I don't know if we're going to be able okay. to squeeze that into the free show, but we'll see. We'll get to that in just a second. But first, the holidays are coming, and you know what that means. Gift buying, and what better gift to buy a guy than a stylish shirt that fits him just right? It's a perfect gift for me, actually, because I have a hell of a time buying shirts. In fact, I've been on Team Untuck It for many, many years now because I never like wearing my shirts tucked in. It's all that fabric jammed into your pants. But Untuck It shirts come specially designed to be worn untucked. Thank God for this. It's the shirt men have been looking for. Untuck It is the original untucked button-down shirt. No tucking, no tailoring. Buying shirts used to make me crazy, as I was just saying, because I have an unusual body type. But now that problem is solved. I love my Untuck It shirts because they fit my body like a glove. Their shirts fit because they make one for every kind of guy. Tall like me, short, slim, athletic, and guys of every age. And the website, to get that fit, it's so damn easy to use. Untuck It shirts come in 50 different fits. They have mine. They'll have one for the guy in your life. Untuck It has shirts in wrinkle-free fabrics along with super soft flannels, outerwear, and more. They even offer free shipping and free returns on all U.S. orders. And for the holidays, you can get 20% off your first purchase at untuckit.com with the promo code BOBC. Don't put this off. Go now to untuckit.com or visit one of the 50 Untuck It stores in the U.S. and Canada and try one for yourself. If you want the perfect fitting shirt, no matter your size or shape try the original untucked shirt untuck it and don't forget the promo code bobc to get 20 percent off your first purchase at untuckit.com thank you the bob seska show looking back now everyone could see our strong connection we were fire passion that could not be held All right, this is uh, Three Fours featuring Megan McDuffie. We're playing women here on the show this month in lieu of holiday music by by popular demand. So Wait, I thought we're, we'd... We're, we're, we're playing women? Yes, we are. We're playing women. I'm not going to be very good at it. <laughs> yeah, that was the first, you know, that was the first bit I did on the Don and Mike show. And it was very, very successful. They dressed me up like a woman. They dressed me up uh-huh. in drag and I had to go out in the street corner and, and give away wrestling tickets. It was not my favorite day in the world, but it was, no, the, it was the initiation. Not, not, not your choice. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely not. No. Well, you're you're more than a woman to me. <laughs> Well, that was some weird shit. Thank you. Good God. All right. So uh, moving along here on that note. Yeah, by the way, I, I mentioned at the top of the show that I have revamped my online store uh, because one, Zazzle was terrible. In fact, what Zazzle was doing, and that was the platform I was using to sell shirts and mugs and hats and everything like that. Well, Zazzle. How do you, how do you, how do you find them? Do you go to the Z's first? You, you just type in similar to Cafe Press, and that was one of the results I got. I see. And it was I a see. big guy. Goddamn mistake because Zazzle didn't like the fact that I used the word turd in uh, Flush the Turd on November 3rd. And so what they did is they made it impossible for anyone to actually see those items, the ones with the word turd.
insured in there. So uh-huh. they would block them unless you had an account and were logged in. And so no one, no one has a Zazzle account. So no one was Wait. able to see those items. So it's kind of amazing that I was able to sell any in the first place. But what I decided to do over the weekend, because a lot of attention uh, after Donald Trump was talking about flushing the toilet and somehow this is a big uh-huh. issue for Americans, uh, I decided to revamp the store. Sure. Get ri- I got rid of Zazzle. I signed up at Cafe Presses, which I should have done in the first place, and then greatly expanded the number of items that we have now with the Bob Seska Show logo items. And then uh, I brought back a couple of Bob and Chez items for, oh, uh, by popular good. demand. I got a bunch of emails saying, oh, my mug has worn out. My Bob and Chez mug. Can you yeah. g- g- why, is it, why don't you get one that has the new logo on it? Well, I think they also like the throwback aspect of the... Sure. Uh, the well, Bobby that makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. That's why wonderful. Why not? So, uh, bobseska.com slash store if you want to go shopping. Okay. Um, let's get back to this disconnect between uh, Trumpers and reality. Uh, Stephanie Grisham, who is the in absentia press secretary for Donald Trump. She, be- she right. never turns up in the actual press room because... <sighs> Start naming the reasons. I mean, we can name a thousand different reasons why they're afraid of the press, why they hate the press, while they're punishing the press is what they think they're doing. Uh, But here was Stephanie Grisham yesterday on Tucker Carlson going so far as to accuse the Democrats of not just, you know, engaging in a witch hunt, but actually falsifying documents, falsifying evidence with which actually Trump repeated. I want to say it was today. This has become a new thing that they're falsifying evidence to support their argument for impeachment, which I I love to see one example of it. So far, they haven't presented any. Here's uh, Stephanie Grisham yesterday. So as you assessed this report, what jumped out at you? Well, people need to be held accountable. This was a government trying to overthrow a president by falsifying documents and by lying and and by ruining the lives of many, many people. That's bullshit. That's 100% bullshit. And in fact, of course it is. Yeah. Yeah, of course it is. It's aimed at that at that percentage of people who are already in that camp and who have been all along and who aren't going to change. And then there are people over here like you and I and the people listening who uh, have been in this camp for quite a while and, and aren't going to change except for the percentage exceptions that I cited earlier in the show. And, you know, so our, our concern is that what you're hearing from the right here will be heard by that, that middle, that, that yeah. undecided, the, you know, the independent voter uh, in, in the middle who hasn't made a call yet on whether impeachment is the way to go. And those are the people we got to win. Yeah. Uh, so, so it's absolutely very concerning. Uh, I'm, I'm as concerned that more is not being done on the left to also get into that public discussion. Right. And the problem is, is that a lot of those people in the middle, a lot of the undecideds are people who don't follow politics on a day-to-day or minute-to-minute basis like we all do. So what happens is, is they tend to go by, and this goes for answering questions by pollsters on the phone or stepping into a voting booth and, and pulling the lever for candidate X. What happens is, is they casually pick up information as they go. They may Mm -hmm. hear someone mention it at work. They may see a clip on the news or something like that. And in lieu of anything of substance to say, what they do is they repeat that one little bit that they just happen to overhear. And what that's why Democrats have to fight harder to get into that discussion. I I know the Republicans are outspending the Democrats uh, 
um, exponentially on yeah. Facebook and television. Uh, and uh, Republicans are laying back and ta- I'm sorry, Democrats are laying back and taking it mm-hmm. uh, instead of getting into that fight. Because this is, as I've been trying to say, a fight for the middle, regardless of what the immovable right or the immovable left have to say. And I, I honestly believe that Democrats should, for this very reason, should continue to go on bullshit networks like Fox News Channel. I mean, I, I know what Fox News Channel is all about. You don't need to explain to me what Fox I mean, you and general people don't need to explain to me what fox hey. news is about <laughs> not if they you. Can, no 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 what i'm saying i'm saying i'm saying hey to everybody i, I, say. I would not i would not address you in that fashion mr Susk. <laughs> i'm, I'm why well, yield back i'm i'm saying i'm saying hey uh, to to everyone uh you know two can play this game we, mm. we we have to be a part of this too if they can poison our media as it were we have an obligation to try to poison their water as well yeah. uh, with with this sort of thing. I mean, and, and it's so it, if nothing else to keep a, a level playing field for one thing, mm. but also it's part of that fight for the crucial middle. Yeah, yeah, and a big part of this fight is made even more difficult by the fact that the Trump administration itself disagrees with itself. I mean, we're seeing this every damn day. This is a, and I would really love to see more headlines along the lines of Trump administration or Trump in disarray or Trump White House in disarray, something along those lines. Because, I mean, this is, this is what- We call that, we call that Tuesday. We call that Tuesday. It is an everyday thing, isn't it? It's, that's a given. That's now baked in the mix. So, but the fact is that we do see this all the time. We see this with regard to the Horowitz report yesterday, where not only did Bill Barr step out and deny the findings of the Horowitz report, deny the findings of his own inspector general. To to muddy the water. Right, right. And remember that Michael Horowitz is not a lifetime government bureaucrat. Michael Horowitz is a Trump appointee. The inspector Uh general is a politically appointed position. And so this is not, Michael Horowitz is not some guy who's got an axe to grind against Donald Trump. He's not a never Trumper or something along those lines. Like Donald Trump is trying to voice that upon everybody but this is a matter of just a trump guy saying yeah trump's wrong christopher ray the trump's own fbi director hand-picked fbi director donald trump went ahead and criticized christopher ray as well uh trump tweeted this morning uh he said i don't know what report current director of fbi christopher ray was reading but it sure wasn't the one given to me with that kind of attitude will he will never be able to fix the fbi which is badly broken despite having some of the greatest men and women working there. Yeah, just uh-huh. a little ass kiss at the end. Trump has hated Christopher Ray from the day that he made him FBI director. <laughs> yeah, it seems yeah. like it, doesn't it? I mean, we, we you're sh- hired. I hate you. 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 Yeah, which is not a bad thing to hear. Actually, there should be some distance between the FBI director and the president, which is fully sure. illustrated by the fact that the president Here. meddled too much with James Comey and fired James Comey. So a bigger wall of separation there is always welcome but at the same time may may, may i point out an example of uh, separation you i think you're going to like it's not within the white house but it's certainly within the republican party yeah and that is uh cnn just reported uh, before you and i got together here that uh there is a conflict between what trump wants and what Mitch McConnell wants in the way of a Senate trial. Oh, yeah? oh that's that's fun right there. That got my interest right away. <laughs> yes. And and what you what what we've learned about this is that uh, 
uh, McConnell wants this over in like 10 days if he can do it. He want, he would love to see oh, maybe sure. a little longer, but he's looking at 10 days for the Senate trial mm. in January. Yeah. Uh, Trump, uh, remember his television background, wants a show. Yeah. And, you know, McConnell's, hey, so they, the boys are going to have to work that out uh, in the next few weeks. Mm -hmm. But uh, watch that uh, because that there's a, there's a struggle, an internal within the Republican Party uh, struggle there uh, that we're going to want to keep our eyes on and will affect how the trial will go. I, uh, I'm i not known as being psychic, but I will tell you this. I was just <laughs> yeah, looking forward. I, I, think, I think Mitch McConnell's going to win that fight, and I'll tell you why. Because Donald Trump is a wuss. Donald Trump, when confronted by the Republican caucus on the Hill, almost always backs down. In fact, I can't think of an occasion where Donald Trump literally defied Congress, literally defined his Republican allies in Congress. I think this is a guy right. who is much wimpier than anyone really gives him credit for. Even those of us who despise him and know that he's a whiny diaper baby. We all know that he is someone Isn't who... Isn't that funny? Yeah. Isn't that, that really is funny that, that uh, Trump is afraid of the lawmakers and the lawmakers are afraid of Trump and mm. his supporters. So, uh, boy, that's a what a way to govern, isn't that great? That's <laughs> I know. wonderful. I know, but that's just a further indication of the split that's happening. Even while everyone seems to be going in the same direction on that side of the ledger, if McConnell is as smart as we believe him to be, uh, he, he will uh, he he will keep it a quick trial, and he'll tell Trump, uh, "Look, we'll we'll give you a show. We'll make this dramatic." Well, but well, let's do it in ten days instead of stretching that longer than that. Yes. I can give you a big show in in less time. Uh, I, that that would be the smarter. And and if Trump were smart, <laughs> if Trump were smart, uh, he he too would want a, a short proceeding uh, that was was more dramatic and and possibly impactful. And we all know that Trump is a fucking idiot. That's right. <laughs> and so whatever happens, Trump is always going to make things worse for Trump. And they, yes, whether that and means you've been always been you've always been right about that, and you've been more prescient than you gave yourself credit for. Well, we'll we'll continue to wait and see on all of that. But meanwhile, Bill Barr today said uh, the greatest danger to our free system is that the incumbent government, i.e. Obama, Obama, mm -hmm. use the apparatus of the state both to spy on political opponents, but also to use them in a way that could affect the outcome of the election. So this is, uh, I'm I'm rubber, I'm glue. What sticks to me bounces off of me and sticks to you. Whatever, however Gee. that, however that and phrase goes. We never saw this coming. We never, we never thought that uh, Trump handpicking an attorney general after everything else he'd been through with the Mueller probe. We never saw, you know, how, how are we to know he was going to pick a yes man like like Bill Barr? You know, I, I, I'm sure. Let's confirm him. I'm sure he's fine. Yeah, I don't know how the hell that happened. And why? You know what? I do know how the hell that happened. Yeah. Here's exactly yeah. how it happened. Bill Barr used the Dick Cheney technique. Dick Cheney, yeah. as we all yeah. saw in that movie Vice by Adam McKay. Dick Cheney can get away with saying the craziest bullshit just because he says it in an extremely reasonable way. And that's what Bill <laughs> Barr does. I mean, Bill Barr could get up there and make a case for the existence of goblins, and everyone would go, 
Yeah, what? Yeah, sure, goblins exist. <laughs> Not everyone would believe it. Yeah. It would produce many hours of uh, live 24-7 cable news programming, though. So <laughs> that's, that's we have right. that going for us, which is nice. Right, right. Well, uh, just I know we just did a commercial, but I want to do another one right now. I, I'm dying to talk about Plexiderm. The holiday season is upon us. Everyone's doing their gift giving. Everyone's getting together for holiday parties. It's time for photos. It's time for video. It's time for social media, capturing every laugh, smile, and under eye bag. Now, what was that last part again? Under eye bags, wrinkles, crow's feet, etc. Yes, those telltale signs of aging. Who wants those in our holiday cards and our social media posts and everything? But now imagine that they're gone. And I'm not talking about risky, expensive plastic surgery. I'm talking about gone in just a matter of minutes. It's called Plexiderm, a clinically studied topical serum that visibly eliminates your wrinkles, crow's feet, and under eye bags in just a matter of minutes. It's exactly what you need to get through the holiday season and beyond. And if you don't believe it, well, I didn't either until Plexiderm arrived here at the house. Kimberly Johnson and I both took the test. We tried it out, tried to see if it actually worked, and we were amazed when it did. In just a matter of 10 minutes, the fine lines around our eyes disappeared, vanished. And the best part is Plexiderm goes on clear, so nobody's going to know that you're using it unless you tell them. Get Plexiderm's holiday promotion. Listen up. Here we go. Go to triplexiderm.com and use my code SEXYLIBERAL for 50% off plus an additional $10 off. That's right, 50% off plus an extra $10 off. This offer is available by calling 1-800-685-1292 and mentioning the code SEXYLIBERAL. Plexiderm is backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit triplexiderm.com today and use the code SEXYLIBERAL at check out that's triplexiderm.com bob seska That's Carrie Hamilton in uh, Less July, Naya, another song we premiered here on the show uh, a couple of months ago. This is Jody Hamilton's late sister, Carrie, and uh, just a beautiful, beautiful song. I wanted to play it on Tuesday because uh, if you only listen to the Thursday show, which, well, what's wrong with you? Why are you only doing that? I think we know. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to play this on the Tuesday show just because T-Rex wasn't around to sob during the show. So, yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, again, uh, links in the description for all of our independent music and make sure to subscribe to the Indie Music Countdown. It's not only on the Bob Seska feed uh, on Apple Podcasts and everywhere you get your podcasts, but also has its own feed. Uh, again, just search for the Indie Music Countdown on your favorite podcast player. I want to pick up on something that David was saying on sure. uh, last Thursday. T, excuse me, T Rex was saying he's he's always David to me. Right, but uh, he was saying on last week's show something that I, I thought was very valuable, and I thought it deserved some additional attention, if you don't mind. And that is that uh, when when we say we hate somebody, we are still obsessed with them. We were talking about Nancy Pelosi, and you know she doesn't hate and. And, uh, oh yeah, yeah. Some I believe you may have said that you you hate Donald Trump, and I get that. I I do. I I guess yeah. I, I guess I do too. But but you know I I'm not sure 
that that's healthy. And so I try to keep that in check. I hate him, but you know, it's yeah. kind of, I try to, I try to put an asterisk on that, uh, because David's point was, was absolutely right on the money, which is, uh, when you, when you actively hate somebody, you're focusing on them almost as much as if you were in love with them. Mm -hmm. Whereas uh, the real opposite of, uh, and this is what David was saying, the real opposite of love isn't hate, it's indifference. And so I think I think I, I, I hate him, but I'm also indifferent at the same time. Yeah, so yeah. I'm trying, I'm aspiring for a better for a better plane of existence there. But I, I think it's something that people ought to think about, uh, and, and at least to moderate uh, what they may characterize as hate. All good points. And in fact, you know, I've spent many hours, more than I'd like to admit, really pondering this question in terms of yeah. my overall visceral reaction to Donald Trump. Is this hate? Is this disgust? Uh, what is this? Is it indifference, as, uh, as you, you and T. Rex are saying? I really believe, though, that I despise this man. And it's not just <laughs> his presidency. It's not just his ideology. He is he is a horrible, loathsome human being oh, who has ag agreed, agreed, zero agreed. redemptive qualities. There is oh, nothing sure. there that I can <laughs> say, hey, look, I mean, even with George W. Bush, who tortured right. people, and we right. saw some of that right. illustrated with Abu Zubaydah's drawings in the New York Times the other day, uh, even with George W. Bush, I could always find something that I didn't quite hate about him that that mitigated my <laughs> disgust with George W. Bush. I and it was well, like, his, his, like, I like well, what he said to Hillary, for example. There's well, a yeah. reason to like. Yeah, the, right. Well, that was some weird shit. And I can hear him saying that. Yeah. That's the beauty yeah. of it. And and I like that guy. I didn't like I didn't like the other George Bush that we came to know. But I like that guy. Yeah. I like the guy who would turn to Hillary and go, "That was some weird shit." <laughs> well, that was some weird shit. Here's the thing. Again, uh, Donald Trump is just quite simply a monster. I mean, oh, agreed, agreed, agreed. I guess what I'm saying, and maybe yeah. what David is saying, is we have to sort of we should at least keep ourselves in check mm -hmm. as to how much of ourselves we invest in what is a fairly active emotion, hatred. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, and and be careful that it, that it not become a, uh, too much of a, an obsession. Yeah. I, I hate I I hate Donald Trump for being all of the things that uh, we've all described him to be but but I also have a life I mean I, I don't know I just I just I I, I refuse and I refuse to let go of that my friends mm. good food you know etc yeah uh so you know I I I want to be careful never to be obsessed I don't want I don't want to be in hate with Trump the same way that somebody else might be in love <laughs> yeah. with Trump because those are both very active emotions. If you really want to show him who's boss, be indifferent. Well, uh, here's at least, at least to at least to him, certainly not to what he's doing and what he's done. I think part of my visceral reaction to Trump is mitigated by the fact that I've been doing this long enough. And again, I, I'm not disagreeing with anything you're saying or anything that David's saying. I'm just saying that from my perspective, I think that I've been doing this long enough to be able to at least holster that Separate. hate for a period yeah. of time, long enough for me to be able to put myself in Donald Trump's little teeny tiny dainty shoes for just a second to kind of get a, a read, get a vibe of what he's thinking or how he's strategizing. And I think that's enormously valuable. That means it's I think it's it's worthwhile to listen to what the president says, to watch sometimes. what he does, to <laughs> sometimes, yes, as long as you can tolerate it, uh, and to also see what's going on on Fox News Channel, because what that does is, at least for me as someone who is 
uh, I know. professionally tasked with covering this stuff. I know we should. It's yeah, it's helpful to be able to put yourself in their mindset. It helps us to Ugh. not only understand what they're trying to do, but then also how to counter it, how to see it coming wow. before it's suddenly in your lap and you have to react to it, which is something, quite honestly, I think too many Democrats do. We always find out, or we always get outraged after it's too late. Like with Kamala Harris, we're all uh-huh. upset about Kamala That's... Harris dropping out, including me. I wish that she could continue because she is a solid presidential prospect, and I think she could have easily stepped into the Oval Office. But at the same time, I think our sudden support, our sudden vocalized support for Kamala Harris might be too, or it is too late. And well, I, I don't know. You know, first of all, uh, she's not in her 70s yet. Uh, that would That's be one true. thing I would say. So, so <laughs> yeah. and, 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 and many have pointed out correctly so that she can serve the nation very well and keep mm. her name in the spotlight by either being a great attorney general or a great senator. Yeah, uh, yeah. And so, uh, you know, uh, her number's not up yet, uh, and uh, there's a, a lot of good work she can do and, and a lot of ways for her to make herself better known yeah. uh, for the next time that she might run. And I've heard, was it uh, uh, Elizabeth Warren, I think, was mentioning uh, Kamala as a possible uh, Oh, yeah. She's got to be on everyone's short list for VP, if not attorney general. And I think that's right. well placed. I think she would do quite well in any role. She'd be great at the top of the ticket, too. Uh, but I, I guess the, the point being that uh, I feel like the outpouring of love for Kamala after she dropped out was just a beat too late. I think that outpouring should have happened before. Yeah, it is human. Nature. You don't know what you you don't know what you've got till it's gone. That is so human nature. We yeah, are reactive. Yeah. We wait until something's happened yeah. before we act. That's right. Or we see this uh, Kentucky transvaginal ultrasound law, which we're going to talk about in the postmortem show coming up. Uh, we see that upheld, uh, de facto upheld by the Supreme Court, and it's and it's irritating. And then we get outraged, but it's already passed. It's already done. It's fait accompli. And I wish it wasn't that way. I, I you know, but we can That's... only we only can juggle so many balls at the same time. We can only spin right. as many plates uh, as we're capable of doing it at a single uh, at a single burst I, so i i think we would be remiss also if we didn't talk about the other uh, big news today that i could yeah. also consider good news to a large degree and that was uh nancy pelosi coming out one hour yeah one hour after announcing Im- articles of impeachment against trump coming out an hour later and saying that uh, she would agree to uh, president trump's nafta replacement Right. Uh, USMCA, which was uh, both a song by the Village People and uh, the sh- <laughs> that show with Gomer Pyle. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> That's right. But, yeah, but, uh, but yeah. Well, this is a uh, this is an interesting move by Nancy Pelosi, and it's one yeah. that I I think there's some wisdom behind this. Oh, I'm not. Yes. I'm I'm not particularly outraged by this, and I know that was the. That was the initial uh, knee-jerk reaction by a lot of people to this news. That, oh, you're handing Trump a victory, yes. but... It's really a victory for everybody. And, and yeah. this is, I think, the, the point. Uh, regardless of your political stripe, uh, this is a better deal than was NAFTA. And it's what uh, Trump has wanted. So it, it's... But the, here's the big message. And I think, I think uh, consumers, voters, will not only get the message that uh, this is a better deal than NAFTA, but they're also getting the message that the Democrats can walk and chew gum at the same time, <laughs> yeah. that they that they can legislate, that they can serve the American people even while 
uh, being accused of doing no do nothing Democrats uh, who are only impeaching the president. It's not the only thing they're doing. And uh, Nancy Pelosi showed that. And this was a brilliant political move, I, I think, uh, for so many reasons. It, it made it clear to the president and to the nation that the Democrats and, and you know, you and I and others have talked to we're blue in the face about the hundreds of bills languishing on Mitch McConnell's desk that uh, the House has passed this year that the Republican Senate has ignored. Uh, the, the House has been addressing the, the needs of the people. And uh, there have been other uh, moves uh, that were made. Uh, family leave this week, even if it meant giving Trump his space force to get it. Uh <laughs> They they have been legislating as well as impeaching. Yep, yep. And here's the thing with the Nancy Pelosi choice to do this now. It's the perfect cover to, first of all, to slip <laughs> this in right at the same time that impeachment is happening because I assure you, no one's really going to be talking about this 24 hours from now. No one's going to even remember that it actually happened. At the same time, they can use this to say, yes, we're we're pushing the ball down the field and Donald Trump can't accuse us of not passing his USMCA, which we oh. all kind of agree with anyway. Uh, I think it'll get at least 24 hours of play, and, and yeah. in, this, in this era, with the news we have now, uh, that's saying something. Right. But I think it'll get that, and I think it will lead even impression even once the coverage stops i think this is a a powerful powerful point that was made today well the only downside is going to be that donald trump is a uh, professional goalpost mover as we're seeing with the uh, the impeachment process of course where they insist upon doing they insist upon having a floor vote nancy pelosi gives them a floor vote and they they still say there's no due process here etc we know all the examples but this is a case where even though Nancy Pelosi has now taken that cudgel out of Donald Trump's hands, he's going to come up with another one. <laughs> or he'll continue to use that one anyway, but but by doing this, she lays bare that lie. Right, right, right. So they can't continue to say it, but again... Oh, they can. They can. They probably will. But, <laughs> yeah. but, but now, now, it's up to that middle, that undecided, that independent voter to decide... Okay, who do I believe, Nancy or Trump, here on this? <laughs> right. And uh, she, right now, I, she's making a lot more sense, and I, I believe that independents believe that as well. Yep, yep. So, again, I, you know, the big lesson I think we can all learn from the past year or so is to never underestimate Nancy Pelosi. I think right, Nancy Pelosi right. kind of. I am so sorry. I mean, I, I really, I think I stuck out, uh, uh, you know, stuck it out with her and for her. Uh, longer than uh, most people would have. Yeah. And then when I finally abandoned her, she proved me wrong. Damn it. I hate <laughs> when that happens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, she is smart as hell. You don't get to be Speaker of the House without being smart as hell about this stuff. You know what? She's not the greatest orator in the world, but that doesn't matter. That doesn't mean anything if you're Speaker of the House. All you have to do is beat the gavel and strategize to make sure your caucus is together, to, have, to be one step ahead of the Republicans or to be multiple steps ahead of the Republicans. And I get the sense that throughout this impeachment process, she has made every move in a pitch-perfect way. It's where yeah. we are here, yeah, and, and it's <laughs> tough as hell. I mean, it's not yeah. the easiest thing in the world to beat Nancy no. Pelosi. And not no. necessarily, certainly no one's crying for uh, the Speaker of the House of Representatives, but at the same time, I, I think she does get a bum rap by uh, some who, who feel as if she's not, She's not strong enough. She just I'm she's just I'm about sorry, to I, she, she's just about to I'm, impeach the president. It doesn't get any stronger than that. I'm sorry I ever doubted her for even a moment. 
I know, I'll, me too. I'll, I'll never do that again. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, uh, we continue on, and uh, I think based on this timeline, as I was saying, we're probably going to get a vote on these articles of impeachment maybe before the end of the week. Thursday from the Judiciary Committee, and then by the full House next week. The question now is, is there the possibility that they could pass these articles of impeachment but not send them to the Senate yet and maybe gather some additional ones? Let's talk about that in the postmortem show. I, yes. I'd like to get into that with you. Sounds great. Also, we're going to talk about uh, my little back and forth with Joe Scarborough today. Uh, private back and forth, but I don't mind mentioning uh, what we said to each other via DM. So that's coming up here in just a second on our postmortem show on our Patreon page. So here's what you want to do. You want to go to bobseskashow.com or patreon.com slash bobseskashow. Sign up for $5 a month. That'll get you the postmortem shows after every single free show that we do we just keep on talking and then we put it online for you to listen to it's all kinds of extra content for your subscription meanwhile buzz burbank news and comment coming up this thursday the best uh, 12 hours of news that you're gonna hear <laughs> holy hey, hey. <laughs> buzz- no, i think i think we i think we might get it in an hour this week maybe there you go buzzburbank.com realmnetwork.com everywhere you get your podcasts meanwhile we'll see you on the postmortem show folks take care bye-bye Let's face it, hiring is challenging, but there's one place you can go where hiring is simple, fast, and smart. A place where growing businesses connect to qualified candidates. That place is ZipRecruiter.com begin. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. And right now, listeners to the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash begin. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash B-E-G-I-N. ZipRecruiter.com slash begin. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.